0: Welcome to Alwyn, Guided by Spirit. Alwyn is the air of inspiration that permeates all life. This podcast is a space for you to be inspired to listen to your spirit. You'll learn more about intuition, living cyclically with the seasons, energy healing, natural magic, and more. I'm your host, Cassie Yule. I'm a gentle guide to spirit, an author, artist, and healer trained in Celtic and British shamanic practices. Learn more at cassieuhl.com. That's C-A-S-S-I-E-U-H-L.com. Or at CassieEwell on Instagram. Welcome. Hello, welcome back. Today we'll be exploring the cardinal direction of North and all of its yummy grounding correspondences like the element of earth, the physical body, building strong foundations, and connecting with your ancestors. I really wanted to share an episode for the winter solstice. In fact, I think on the last episode, I said that I would be sharing an episode for the winter solstice, but it just wasn't feasible with my schedule. Between the holiday season and beginning my end-of-life doula training, it would have pushed me over my capacity, which is something I'm making a conscious effort to not do, even if that means being less consistent. That said, I'm excited that Spirit nudged me to start this series today because we'll be discussing many of the same themes that we would have for the winter solstice because the North corresponds with the winter season. I have two housekeeping things to share with you before we dive in. First, if this episode piques your interest, I'm hosting my second guided journey meditation at the end of this month and it's called Journey to Your Ancestors, where I'll be guiding you to the north to connect with themes of building a strong foundation, connecting with the earth, and connecting with your well ancestors. Last month was the first one, Journey to the Crone, and it was so powerful. These journeys are very intuitive for me. I do several journeys on my own before I craft them, and I also try to leave them very open so you feel supported, but also end up having a very unique experience to you. You can find the link in the show notes to sign up or on my website. Your seat includes a ticket to the live event, an audio recording of the event, so it's totally fine if you can't make it live, and a short workbook with info, journal prompts, a ritual, and card spread so you can really take The practices that we talk about within the event, outside of it, and really seal it in. The event happens on Saturday, January 29th. It will be live at 9 a.m. PST and noon EST, but again you don't have to be there live. So I hope to see you there. My second request, if you are listening to this podcast now and you've listened to any of the other ones, I'd like to ask you to leave a written review as a form of reciprocation. This is something I've been talking about a lot in my newsletters. And it's something that for me, I'm just trying to do a better job of vocalizing and asking what I want in return for reciprocation. You can do that wherever you listen. It does make a big difference on Apple Podcasts if that is where you listen. And I also want to say thank you to those of you Who've already left some beautiful reviews. All right, let's dive in. On the sacred wheel, the North encompasses the realm of Earth, winter, death, rebirth, and your ancestors. The North is a still and sacred portal that encourages you to break down and shed so that you can rebuild for a new cycle. It is the seat of deep wisdom where the ancestral knowledge from all of those who have come before you resides. I've been wanting to dedicate a post to each of the four elements, and decided that honoring them through the cardinal directions on our seasonal wheel throughout the year would be the most fluid and meaningful way to do so. Here in the northern hemisphere, we're amidst the wintertime so it is the ideal time to dive into themes of the North and the element of Earth. I will explore the realm of the East and the element of air at springtime, South and the element of fire at summertime, and West and the element of water in the autumn. In this share, we'll explore the wisdom of the North, you'll also learn common correspondences, and, finally and most importantly, ways to build relationship with the North. Because this is the first in a series of posts, I also want to spend some time discussing sacred circles and wheels in various other cultures, and how they're used with the directions and elements. I personally started working with the cardinal directions in my practice regularly about five or six years ago. I primarily used it as a way to cast a circle and create a sacred space, My work with the wheel has evolved, and working with the directions and the wheel has become an intrinsic part of my practice. I use the wheel as a tool to connect with the seasons, the cardinal directions, the elements, and all of the wisdom each section encompasses. Circles similar to the seasonal wheel used by many Celtic, Druidic, and Wiccan spiritual practices are sacred across many cultures and have a lot of overlap and meaning. If you'd like a framework or reference for the sort of wheel I'm referencing throughout this share and series, you can find one in my book, Understanding the Wheel of the Year. The wheel I created for the book shows each corresponding color, cardinal direction, element, lunar phase, and zodiac alignments. If you don't have the book, I've shared an image in the accompanying written blog post for this share. Feel free to pause and look it up, or if you have my book you can look in there. It's a common framework used by cultures worldwide, though like I said you'll find subtle differences from practice to practice. So let's start to explore and look at how other cultures work with sacred wheels. The medicine wheel or sacred hoop is a tool and symbol used by many first nations and indigenous cultures from the lands referred to as Canada and North America. Stone structures have been used for ceremonial purposes dating back as early as 3200 BCE. Though these stone structures date far back into the past, the medicine wheel and sacred hoops are still alive today with many indigenous people and communities. They are used for ceremony, ritual, and to connect with the four directions, elements, animals, and more. In Mongolian cosmology, the ger often referred to as a yurt here in the west represents a sacred wheel as well the ger is viewed as a microcosm or map of the universe each direction has a unique significance related to who and what resides in that location and what takes place for example the entrance of the ger always faces north the fire is always at the center women sit on the east side and men on the west In yogic practices, the directions hold significance as well. It is not uncommon to face specific directions for specific asanas and meditations. There are myths, gods, and goddesses associated with each direction, which share insights about their significance. I'm always intrigued by the overlap in different cultures around common spiritual tools and symbols, and the sacred wheel. It's something that you see in so many cultures, and there's a lot of overlap. Here in an article from Yoga International, Pandit Rajmani shares a bit about the direction of north in yogic tradition. The north is determined by the polar star, the symbol of stability. It is the fixed goal that never wavers. It represents unshakable conviction. I love this because it's so similar to my understanding and relationship with the North as well from my own cultural heritage. I think if you explore the directions, elements, and how they come together in the sacred wheel, you'll see that it comes up all over across cultures. And of course, the three that I shared above are just little snippets of each of these sacred practices. There are symbols and practices throughout Europe that use sacred wheels, although as usual with little historical reference, the sun cross or solar wheel, which is a circle with a cross in the middle, is a common symbol found throughout prehistoric Europe. However, even the name that was given to it, the quote-unquote sun cross, is relatively new, which shows how little we truly know about its true significance or purpose. Between the sun cross and the circular structures like Stonehenge and Woodhenge, it's not difficult to see that wheels were sacred to many throughout Europe. Today, many practices like Wicca and Druidry use the wheel in different ways like connecting with the seasons, the elements, cardinal directions, creating sacred space, and more. This is how I connect with the wheel in my practice and the lens through which I'll be sharing from in this episode. Before we dive into the bulk of this episode, my goal with this share and the future directions is to give you a framework to begin building a relationship with the North and its many facets. Much of what I share will be from my personal experiences in building a relationship with the North. As always, remember that your experiences may differ based on your cultural background and personal gnosis. Let's begin by exploring wisdom from the North. The North is the cauldron of creation that encompasses death, birth, and the space in between these two realms. It is the simultaneous end and beginning and the dark moon phase. I think our linear human minds sometimes struggle with this. We're so used to endings and beginnings that a pause between the two or the idea that endings and beginnings live in the same space seems somewhat foreign. But of course, We can always find glimpses of this in nature. Even here in the desert, where I live, I find subtle reminders of the wisdom of the north and those in between spaces. There's an oleander plant that I often notice on my walks. It seems to be always blooming, its beautiful little pink flowers. However, since around the time of the winter solstice, it's dropped its flowers, and as of recently, it's formed tiny buds. I've enjoyed noticing how long the buds have been there, waiting as the plant rebuilds and absorbs more nutrients to bloom again. I've used it as a bit of a marker for myself as I find myself in a similar space of rebuilding. It's been a comforting reminder to pay more attention to plants in their death and in-between phase in this winter season. This season of the north also coincides with our shift into Capricorn season, It makes my heart sing when these seasons overlap so perfectly. Capricorn is a cardinal earth sign and corresponds with the planet of Saturn. The cardinal earthy energy signals a time to build a solid foundation. The Saturn correspondence invites in structure. These themes align perfectly with the realm of the north and the element of earth. Understanding what tools you need to build a strong foundation requires time and introspection. I'd say there's even a thread of shadow work that weaves through the North. To create a solid foundation, you need to take stock of what's working and what's not working in your life. You need to assess where you need to set better boundaries and notice where you may need to ask for more help or call in reinforcements deep processing, shedding, and collecting happens in the North. Your body and physical well-being correspond with the North in this season as well. You are the Earth of the North. We often forget that our bodies are nature itself. This space is an invitation to notice how you're tending to your body or your physical foundation. The north is where we address the physical body's needs so you feel safe and supported during this incarnation. The earth and all of its inhabitants live within the realm of the north. Everything comes from the earth and will decompose back into the earth. The earth is the foundation of all life and therefore the space of north is too. This is where your ancestors come in. You have centuries of knowledge living within your blood, bones, and DNA. Outside of your physical body, there's ancestral knowledge within the soil, stones, and water as well. Of course, not all of our ancestors have left positive influences. That will be for you to parse out, work with, and heal. But there's wisdom and learning nonetheless. On a very physical level, the earth below your feet holds the wisdom of every ancestor who has come before you, just as your blood and bones do. When you connect with the power of the north, you connect with the wisdom and knowledge of your ancestors. We often think of connecting with those on the other side as somewhere outside of us or up in a heaven of sorts. While it may be that the spirits of your ancestors are in a different realm or plane, their blood, bones, and all the wisdom therein have been absorbed back into the earth. This is why we connect with the ancestors in the earth and the wisdom of the north on a very physical level. It's where their wisdom lives. Let's discuss some of the correspondences of the North before we dive into ways to build a relationship with the North. You'll probably notice a lot of overlap. I know I shared a lot of correspondences for the four elements a few posts back, but here are a few more common energetic connections for the North. A quick note before I share these the cardinal directions and the elements are very prevalent amongst nearly all spiritual practices, especially Earth based practices. So it's important to keep in mind that you may have unique connections to the directions based on your specific cultural heritage, personal gnosis, or the spiritual paths that you follow. So that's entirely normal and not a reason to discount your connections or mine if they differ. Here are some common correspondences for the North. The element, earth, season, winter time, time of day, midnight, moon phase, the dark moon, Tarot suit, the pentacles. Colors, black, brown, green, white. Objects can be dirt, stones, plants, bones, clay. Working with corresponding tools and energies such as these is one way to help honor and connect with the energy of the North. Tools and symbols can draw your awareness to where you are trying to focus. We'll touch on some of these correspondences in the following section too when we start talking about ways to build a relationship with the North. So here are three ways to build a relationship with the North. You hear me say this often because it's been so true for my personal practice. For there to be a connection or learning to happen, there must be relationship. So before any deep work can be done within the North and its many corresponding energies, I encourage you to build a relationship with the North. Understanding each direction on the wheel has far less to do with what I share here and much more to do with how you experience them. There are so many ways to begin building a relationship with the North and the Earth, and I find it is a beautiful starting point because it's a place of foundations. The North is the infrastructure for the rest of the wheel and your spiritual practice, and an ever-present touchpoint you can come back to it any time when you feel you need more support or you need to tap into a deep well of wisdom. That said, There are many who also like to start in the east as it is a place of new beginnings. For example, when I cast a circle, I always begin with the east and end with the north. So I'll leave it up to you, but in my opinion, there are no strict rules about this, especially when deciding where to begin forming a deeper relationship. Here in this section, we'll be focusing on connecting with the earth and your local natural environment, tuning into your physical body, and journeying or meditating on the north. First, connecting with the earth. Because the north encompasses the element of earth, connecting with the earth is a powerful portal to experience the north and its wisdom. There are so many ways to connect with the earth, and you likely already have some beautiful practices to help you do this. For me, the most powerful way i found to connect with the earth is through regular connection with my natural environment. I do this by going on regular walking meditations, usually 15 to 30 minutes, four to five times a week. As always, I encourage you to try whatever feels like a doable and sustainable amount of time for you and your unique schedule. When I walk, I try to focus my full attention on the environment around me. I say try because just like sitting meditation, my mind is always reminding me of all of the to-dos and interjecting with random thoughts. To help me stay present, While I'm out and walking, I have a process to become more engrossed in my surroundings. I do this by noticing the temperature, the speed of the wind, the sound the wind makes as it moves through the trees, the warmth and location of the sun, how the ground feels beneath my feet, how the air feels in my mouth and lungs, the varying sounds of animals and how they change and shift from season to season. And the changes in the trees and plants that I often see on my walks. I found that connecting with nature regularly and intentionally creates a very natural pathway to form a deeper relationship with the earth, your environment, and the north. You'll soon see patterns and cycles of death and rebirth all around you, perhaps in ways that you hadn't previously noticed. You'll begin to feel more connected to the plants, animals, and soil. These relationships can then initiate a more profound unfolding and help you to form a deeper relationship with the element of earth, your ancestors, and the realm of the north. The second tool I want to share with you to help you connect with the realm of the north is through the physical body. Your physical body is a deep well of wisdom. Sometimes we discount this wisdom, especially when our physical bodies don't. Feel or perform the way we want them to or think that they should. The North reminds us that the physical body is a living vessel of cyclical wisdom, just like nature. Just like the oleander plant that I mentioned earlier in this episode, you are not intended to bloom at all times either, nor are you intended to be a picture of perfect health at all times. Like nature, your body encounters seasons of sickness, decay, and growth. There's not one stage that is more spiritual than another, and you are not less spiritual if your body or mind experiences temporary or long term illness. Have you ever looked at a tree losing its leaves and thought to yourself, what a stupid tree? It must not have absorbed enough of the right kind of nutrients, otherwise, it wouldn't be losing its leaves. But how often have you had thoughts like this about yourself or another person? It might seem like an unusual concept to build a relationship with your very own body, the vessel that you reside in. But I think, much like the earth, it's something that we often take for granted. Our bodies are always giving us signs and nudges about what it needs and doesn't need, but we don't always listen. When you permit yourself to connect with the body more regularly and intentionally, you create another pathway to build a relationship with it and learn from its inherent wisdom. I'll share a couple of ways that this shows up in my personal practice. Connecting with my body in a very intentional way is something I usually do before any meditation. In fact, if you've had an energy work session with me, you've experienced a similar thing that I walk myself through before I journey or go into a deeper meditative state. I tune in with all of the areas of my body to become more aware, rooted, and grounded into the moment, and to listen to any wisdom that my body may have to share with me. You can add another layer of energy to this practice by facing the north for a body meditation, either lying down with your head pointing towards the north or by sitting up and facing the north. I usually start at my feet and work my way up through my head, and I try to notice each area, how it feels, what the energy of each space is bringing up. I'll never forget when I started doing this. Years ago, when I was seeing my now mentor, Robin Afinowich, this was a suggestion of hers. I remember sitting in meditation, focusing on my body, and noticing that I had a lot of pain in my body that I had become completely unaware of or used to. I began breathing into these spaces and found that the pain would slowly dissipate as I noticed it, allowed it, and breathed into it. My body had been trying to communicate with me through physical pain for who knows how long, And it wasn't until I sat down and really allowed myself to feel into my body that I even noticed that there was this discomfort. I think a lot of us become accustomed to certain sensations so much so that we don't even notice when our body is trying to tell us something or encouraging us to pause or try something different. I also want to point out and make it abundantly clear that I'm 100% not implying here that meditation can be a cure all for physical ailments. Nope. Sometimes the sensations you may experience in your body may indicate that it's time to seek support from a doctor. But in this instance, it helped me draw my attention back to my body and start using some tools to tend to my nervous system in ways that I'd previously been ignoring. The wisdom from the north here is that when we tune into the body, it will often tell us what it needs to feel better supported. Sometimes this looks like allowing for more time for rest, eating nourishing foods, moving the body more, or reaching out for support from a medical care provider. Your body is wise beyond what your human brain can even fathom. Going within to listen to what your body is trying to tell you can help you build a more supportive foundation while you're here in physical form. I actually have a guided meditation in my Meditate with the Moon package. And it's a body scan meditation that's intended for the dark moon phase. And it's a great way to tune into your body. So if you would like a little bit of support for tuning into your body this way, that is a great option and I'll link it in the show notes. But of course, you don't even need that. You can just tune in, connect with the different parts of your body and just listen and see what your body has to share with you. You might be surprised. And the final way that I want to talk about connecting with the North is through journeying and meditation. The previous invitations of connecting with the earth and connecting with your body, I believe can really help pave the way to connecting to the North through meditation and journeying. This technique can also be especially helpful when you want to make contact with your ancestors. First, I do want to share a bit about meditation versus journeying. They are often used interchangeably, even by myself, and they are very different things. So I've mentioned journeying here in this space a lot, but I know that it's not really something I've gone into a lot of detail about, although I'm sure at some point I will share a whole episode about it and my thoughts and perspectives on it. There are likely others who will have a different opinion than I do, but these are some of my thoughts about meditation versus journeying. I think of meditation as an umbrella term for training the mind to be more present and aware. There are a lot of different kinds of meditation, though. I think of journeying as one kind of meditation. Journeying is akin to astral travel in that you focus your awareness on journeying to somewhere in the astral plane, generally in upper world, middle world, or lower world. Though it can be like an out of body experience, it often occurs within the mind's eye. This is how I experience journeys when I do journey meditations. That said, it does have a very different feel to it than a regular meditation. Even though it occurs within my mind's eye, it feels like I've traveled somewhere, which is where that element of astral travel comes in. If journeying is new to your practice and it's something that you feel called to try, I think the best place to start is to begin building your anchor point or the location within the astral realm that is your home. The better you are at visualizing and holding that visualization, the more natural journeying will become to you over time. I know that not everybody is really good at visualizing within the mind's eye, and that's something that is very indicative of being able to go on journeys. But I also want to stress that it's not. The only way to journey. You have other senses. You can rely on your sense of feeling, your sense of smell. So, there are other things that you can rely on if your ability to visualize a space within your mind's eye is not where you want it to be. I also think that it will develop over time. I know that mine certainly has. So, I encourage you to begin building this space, this home, this anchor point within your mind's eye. In this space, for me, this is where I connect with my spirit guides. It's it's something that's very ingrained within my spiritual realm. If this is something that you feel like you'd like more assistance with, I have two other options for you. One is that when you join my newsletter, I have a free guided meditation to meet your spirit guides. That's a great introduction to journeying and does take you into a little bit of a journey process. And then, of course, um, the monthly journeys that I host those are very much held in a very traditional format of journeying. If journeying is new to you or you feel like you're not quite ready to embark on that path yet, I encourage you to try a simple meditation on the North. There's still deep wisdom there as well. To meditate on the North, I'd invite you to bring in some physical elements to represent the North, perhaps a black or brown candle or a stone, and I would invite you to face the North as you sit. I'd also suggest stating out loud or in your mind that you desire to connect with the energy of the north. Then close your eyes, connect with your breath and body, and see where your mind takes you. You may very well end up going on what I would call a journey. Remember, building a relationship takes time. None of this is going to happen overnight. Even for my guided journey meditation that I'm offering for this month's guided journey, I've done three journeys to the north to really lay the foundation and understand the path that I need to take to get to the north and what it feels like and what it looks like. So even for me, somebody who goes on guided journey meditations very regularly, multiple times a week, I know that when I'm journeying somewhere new, it's going to take time. I have to build that relationship. And I think that's really important to state here because I don't want you to try it once and be discouraged. I want you to try it once and be excited to try it again. Meditating or journeying to the North can be a powerful tool when you need wisdom around matters of the North, like death, birth, the physical body, and ancestral healing. It can also be a really powerful place to just go to feel more supported. That's one of the reasons that I started journeying to the North, was to get some additional support. We always have that in the spirit realm, and the North is a great place to start. Getting this share out really feels like a birth for me. It took me a long time to gather my thoughts around this big topic, so I really hope that there are some pieces or nuggets that you can take with you throughout your journey, and I look forward to exploring the east around the time of the equinox when our seasonal wheel shifts into the spring. Until then, hopefully I'll have another episode in between, but no guarantees like last time. Goodbye. I hope that in listening to this, you already feel more connected with the North and all of its wisdom and that it's encouraged you to start building a deeper relationship with this quote unquote space. Getting this share out really feels like a birth for me. It took me a long time to gather my thoughts around this big topic. So I really hope that there are some pieces or nuggets that you can take with you throughout your journey. And I look forward to exploring the East around the time of the equinox when our seasonal wheel shifts into the spring. Until then, hopefully, I'll have another episode in between, but no guarantees like last time. Goodbye. Thank you for rooting into this space with me. To support this podcast, consider subscribing and leaving a review wherever you listen. Find full transcripts for each episode, free resources, my books, courses, and services all at cassieuhl.com. That's C-A-S-S-I-E-U-H-L.com. You are here for a reason. Allow the inspiration to flow through you in a way that serves yourself and the world. Alwyn.